Greetings, Maltopians. Are you looking to delve deeper into the world of Maltopia? Then check out our Patreon, where you can find written mythos pieces, world maps, found footage, art, Patreon-exclusive shows, and more. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia and join one of our tiers for access to great new content. Brave the forbidden and embrace the darkness. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today, we'd like to introduce you to a great fantasy audio drama called Circe. The show is similar to Lord of the Rings, except that it focuses on an awesome gay sorceress on the planet of Elbion. Thyra is recording stories of her past to help regain her magical abilities, we learn of her life and how she came to be a member of the Circe. If you're a fan of gay stories and characters, Lord of the Rings and Xena the Warrior Princess, you'll love this show. Check out Circe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. The silence hoarded within the creature's chamber lay heaped like gold in a dragon's lair. 
I seized it, pouring it across my cocooned and wounded body, attempting to heal it. All the while, the creature regaled me with tales of its homeworld and its exploits since being stranded upon the corpse of the earth. The creature had been marooned here some time after the darkness, and had abided ever since within the underworld, weaving tapestries of fleshy webs while it waited for the day it might return whence it came. I felt my shoulder reset just as the plesh weaver addressed me anew. And there you have it, little morsel. A brief recounting of the lonely years I spent away from my home. And look, it was still here. <laughs> the monstrous thing chuckled. Have you any other questions you hope may delay your consumption? The creature seemed eager for another question and I realized that my captor was truly enjoying the opportunity to use its multiple mouths for a purpose other than eating and weaving. Now that you mention it, I said, have you ever heard of the Unbegotten? I hope to gain a bit of insight into the species of which the Shepherd of Wolves belonged. A strange question, the creature responded, its mouths frowning in unison. The term is familiar to me. The ones who live down here, those born of the first darkness, have used the word from time to time. My kind has a different word for them, but I believe I understand the entity to which it is a reference to. Tell me, what is your interest in them? I happened to be playing a game hosted by such a creature, and I was wondering what you, a being from the outer spheres, could tell me about them. Well, what's to truly know? They are wholly unknowable, and well beyond what can be caught within even the greatest web of words. If you think the game that you're playing with them has any outcome aside from death, or madness, then you are sorely mistaken. You should thank me for saving you from their awful machinations. Being digested alive and woven into my web is a glorious end compared to the burning depths they would have you eternally suffer within. Well, if it's all the same to you, I think I'll continue playing their game. Shortly after I've done with you, of course. But please, anything you can tell me, anything at all would be greatly appreciated. The beast chuckled, its mouths upturned in various degrees of mirth. You are an amusing little morsel indeed. As much as I've enjoyed our time together, I must sleep and regrow the mess you've made of one of my heads. To say nothing of what those wicked blades of yours did to a number of my legs, the creature said, proffering a gory and broken appendage. I recommend that you sleep as well, little Matt. Dream wonderful dreams, for they will surely be your last taste of happiness before horror everlasting becomes you. With that, the creature withdrew into a great pit that plunged into blackness and stone. I did exactly as the creature recommended. The silence, completely relieved of the creature's voice, 
combined with darkness and sleep, would do much to restore me. However, as I should have come to expect, sleep only brought new and more glorious horrors. With all that had happened, I had neglected to examine the next name on my list. Garrett House. The cocoon of darkness and silence held me closer than the web of flesh ever could, and within my slumber I found myself inside the man's dream. As with my current waking reality, my dream was a wonderland of unfleshed things. A gallery not of webs, but of carefully tailored skin suits. There were mannequins made from polished bone, endless rows of the wonderful things, each one attired in a different fashion of stolen skin. On platforms that rose high above the lines of mannequins were beasts dressed in the skins of men, and men clothed with the flesh of beasts. Lights carved through the darkness above the fantastic amalgamations, making them seem not unlike trophies within a display case. Garrett House immediately transformed from the faceless name into a monstrous identity. Mr. Hyde. My heart leapt so hard with unrestrained delight that I wondered if its frantic clapping had compromised my quiet. My fellow artist was a monster of a man who exchanged the skins of his victims with the hides of other creatures, creatures that he believed better suited the nature of his victims. He had once reupholstered an entire room full of bankers with the pink leathers of swine. It occurred to me to challenge the skin weaver's assumptions concerning the unbegotten's endgame, as the world was becoming absorbed in dream, as it should be. Here I was, confronted by a killer who obsessed over the appropriate skinning of both man and beast. And in the waking world, I had been met by a beast who was itself a fusion of untold numbers of reconstituted human skins. The dead world had become merely a symbol for dreams to come, a signpost for wonders that only waited to be dreamed into existence. Perhaps, I reasoned, such an arrangement of reality was dislikable to the alien skin weaver, prompting it to describe such a condition as being the stuff of madness and death. Either way, I was delighted to see the world slipping beneath molten dreams. Unfortunately, I should have been a little less delighted and a bit more observant, as something had drawn close to me, undetected. Another one, I see, sounded an incredibly deep voice. What's your name, I wonder? Never mind. That axe and those knives of yours have given it away. You're the one the papers call the family man, aren't you? I turned around to see a massive man, every inch as large and as powerfully built as myself, dressed in the skins of men. By his sides hung two great skinning knives, every inch the size and sharpness of my sister's. Indeed I am, I replied, and you must be the infamous Mr. Hyde. My compliments on such a wonderful dream. I've been hosted by quite a few of my victims' nightmares by now, and I must admit yours is by far the most splendid. My sisters emerged from their sleep, grinning at the massive knives that had moved into Hyde's hands. 
Behind the mad skinner, a small army of skin-swapped men and beasts gathered. I could feel their searing hunger collide with the burning stares of my family, who had risen from their sleeping places and manifested behind me, standing at the ready. I had again done precisely as the weaver of skins suggested. I was having a marvelous dream. Of course, it was my father who began the festivities, jumping high into the air with a roar. He brought the power of his weapon to bear directly into the center of the ranks of man-beasts and beastmen. The result was a hellish detonation. His strength, augmented by the surrounding nightmare, was transformed into searing fire and death. During the cacophony of blood and flame, my sisters slipped silently into the shadows, smiling and killing and dancing. I can never stress enough just how wonderful a pair they truly are. The Skinner and I were like two stubborn oaks that had just survived the sweeping fury of a tornado, standing solemn and straight amid the ruin of lesser flora. The din of ceaseless violence rang out everywhere, but Mr. Hyde chose to spite our surroundings with some pleasant conversation. This shared dreaming business is all very well and good, but the violence you've brought with you is entirely uncalled for. There's no need to rend my secrets from my sleep. I'll gladly tell you where I am. For beyond my location and my real name, I haven't any other secrets for you to take. I can't say that I wasn't a bit disappointed with my adversary's lack of enthusiasm for our first confrontation. But I supposed it was refreshing to see that he was an especially collected individual, even if his calm bordered on indifference. So you would have nothing from me, no valuable insights into your opponent that might help you in the contest to come? I asked, hoping to rouse the killer. Am I supposed to be impressed by your disinterest? You may be precisely whatever you choose, family man. I've little use for this exchange, as I can't skin a dream, now can I? He made a good point. Regardless, if he chose not to seek my measure in dreamed combat, he would be ill-prepared to fight me to the best of his ability within the waking world, and I would be given an unfair advantage. I do not enjoy victories that are only half-gained, and unfortunately, my art would reflect as much, so I decided to press him. I certainly understand your reticence, I said. I imagine you might need time to determine how you might wear my skin, given that it might hang a bit too large on you. A base taunt, to be sure, but the killer's physique was chiseled and polished, well beyond his needs, whereas my own was simply the byproduct of my craft. There was vanity in the man, and I would seek it out. You disgrace my body when you compare it to your own, little man. But I won't fall for your jeers. As anyone with eyes can see, you are the smaller between us. Besides, your pelt is so riddled with scars and sunburn that I'd never stoop to wearing such a wretched thing. No, I, I see your skin better worn by a stray dog. A feral, three-legged mutt. I smiled. You're right. There's no sense in banter or battle, so I'll take whatever you'll surrender to me. 
I will take your one remaining secret, and then I will leave you to your much-needed sleep. And don't worry, I won't make any assumptions as to the strength of your mind, given that it can only carry two little secrets. From over the Skinner's shoulder, I saw my father, bathed in battle and aglow with the heat of killing, smiling his approval at my tactics. I'm losing my patience for you, family man, the giant growled. Is it because your patience grows too heavy for you to heft? I asked, still grinning. The beast dressed in human leathers was finally beginning to show its teeth. The Skinner fell silent, and I could see his movements take on a precision, a well-oiled grace that could steal a man's skin in as little time as it took to bleed. Have it your way, family man. I'll let my actions do the talking, he hissed as he slowly stalked towards me, blades in both hands. Indeed, let's have a conversation, I said. I marched forward to meet the killer, blades in both hands. Sparks danced as we came together in steel, muscle, and dream. We locked our blades together as his rage poured from his bloodshot eyes, and I could feel the raw power of the dream that guided him. His was a quest to perfect the collective body, a skin for everyone and everyone in their right skin. He was a corrector of botched geometry, not some simple exchanger of skins. I could feel his anger at the world that failed to be honest with itself, concealing vice under virtue, hiding ugliness beneath beauty, and smuggling death behind the veil of life. He would strip the earth of its dishonesty, reupholstering the entire world with sewn-together skins cut from raw truth. I felt as though I were pushing against a brick wall, as did Hyde, no doubt. Yet unless it was just a figment of my own vanity, I thought I could feel his wall cracking. Unfortunately, before our contest could conclude, we were interrupted by a soaring beast head that one of my sisters had gleefully liberated. The severed head collided with our knot of blades, and we stepped back from each other, evaluating. The atmosphere had become nothing short of fire and fierceness and screams, and I felt as if we were standing within the very eye of a dream-born tempest, yet my opponent seemed as placid as a puddle after the rain. He was reassessing me, no doubt, just as I had hoped he would. He would take no chances when next we met, for he would remember my strength and the willpower that funded its fire. He would remember my eyes, for they had shown him the darkness I concealed, and they dared him to cut it from me. For my part, I learned that I was wrong about the man. There was no vanity within him, just the desire to put the world right. He was built from the stone of his conviction. Every muscle declared the strength of his truth, and their polish and preen spoke to the excellence of his purpose. He was in his proper skin. Finally, after staring at me through the frenzy of monsters and killers that spilled all around us, he said, You are no beast, my friend, and you are no man. I'll have to think long and hard on what I'll do with your skin. As the world between us faded and the dream began to flee the dull crush of waking, I heard the Skinner say, I will see you again in the town of Willard, and we will finish our conversation. <laughs>
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Today we'd like to introduce you to a great fantasy audio drama called Circe. The show is similar to Lord of the Rings, except that it focuses on an awesome gay sorceress on the planet of Elbion. Thyra is recording stories of her past to help regain her magical abilities. We learn of her life and how she came to be a member of the Circe. If you're a fan of gay stories and characters, Lord of the Rings and Xena the Warrior Princess, you'll love this show. Check out Circe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.